Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. Today is November 5th, and our guest today is major champion Sophia Popov. Sophia won her very first LPGA event and major at this year's AIG Women's British Open at Royal Troon Golf Club in Scotland. She shocked the golf world as she was ranked 304th coming into the week and won the major as a Symmetra Tour player without LPGA status at the time. For reference, the Symmetra Tour is the equivalent of a AAA minor league baseball team. She has such an inspirational story, is incredibly humble, and was just so easy to chat with. I hope you enjoy your conversation, and we'll see you next week for the launch of our new series, Golf 101. Thanks for being here. All right, we'll start with um, Sophia's quick nine. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What What is a snack you have to have when playing golf? Uh, dried mango. Ah. Do you prefer Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. What was the last book you read? Uh, actually, uh, out of the norm, but it was uh, How Champions Think by Bob Rotella. Normally, I'm like a lot of I, I, I read like a lot of other books, <laughs> but, that, but that one was more towards actually golf, which I don't do very much. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like a very depth, nerdy golf. Yeah, book right I know. There. I know. I'm not supposed to show who I am at all, but that was the last one. <laughs> that's OK. What was the uh, last podcast you listened to? Uh, actually, it's a German podcast. Um, it's a, it's, it's two comedians and I, I love listening to them, but nice. no, no way to hear. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what is something that you don't think people realize about Lyme disease? Um, that it's not visible. Mm. It's not, yeah, you can't, you can't see all the symptoms. Yeah. Um, it takes knowing one, knowing someone to know how bad it really is, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Did you sleep with the AIG Women's Open Trophy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many nights? Just the first night or? No, like a couple. <laughs> but then I was like, all right, I'll put it on the nightstand. <laughs> and I was just like sitting there. <laughs> Look at it. I like <laughs> I know. I felt like sleeping with it too many nights. I was like, okay, now it's probably, you're, it's suppo- probably supposed to settle in now. You're supposed to get like a little bit real about it. <laughs> I love it. It's fair. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite players to play a practice round with? Um, well, obviously, Anne Van Dam, because she's my best friend. So I, I tend to play most of my practice rounds with her. But um, I love playing with Emma Talley. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, um anyone that's that's funny and that makes me laugh uh she's like probably number one on that list and then you know a couple of the german girls obviously uh because i've known them forever but um i played with lizette the other day and i mean we were teammates in college so i like to mix it up a little bit but anyone who makes it fun and is not too serious yeah i used to work for the american junior golf association so i met ann van dam i'm the junior Solheim cup in like oh, yeah. probably though, like 2013. Yeah. That's when she played. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And she was hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's- but I also am like, oh my gosh, she like gets taller by the day. <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary. Like I'll always play with her and I never know whether it's like a confidence booster or not, but she's like, she gives, she's, she gives off so many positive vibes and so much good energy that I'm like, 
it's okay to be out driven by 50 yards on every hole. Like it's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. I'm okay. <laughs> well, and then the last one, um, what is your favorite shot to play? Uh, driver off the deck, probably. Oh. That's, it's just my fi- most like excite the one I get most excited about. Yeah. Like, hey, I get to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And you're like taking people by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right. So I saw that you were an accomplished tennis player and swimmer mm-hmm. before choosing golf. Mm-hmm. Why did you land on golf? Um, so my, uh, dad, okay. So my dad loves golf. So he introduced me to golf when I was, when I was young, but my mom was a swimmer and she kind of, for her, it was important that we played all different sports. And so we were introduced to everything. And then I just, um, I loved my group of junior basically friends or my junior group that I had at the golf club so it was pretty exciting for me to kind of come back every Tuesday Thursday because that's how it started you know twice a week then I came three times a week because I said well if you want more then you can come um I think Wednesday also and so I ended up doing that and and at the same time though I was still playing tennis every day and swimming I think six to eight at night so it was just a lot going on and so I had to I basically dropped swimming first because um I I loved competition, hated practice. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. My mom, I think was pretty happy about it, to be honest. Um, and then, and then I had tennis and golf left and, and I was playing about the same amount at that point, probably like four or five times a week. And, but then like, you know, tournaments would overlap and I basically just went with what I felt like I had a, a better chance at doing okay. well with. Yeah. So I, I just, um, I, I love the, I love the tournament play for golf. Um, tennis could get a little bit like catty amongst young yeah. girls. And I think I hated that because I had two older brothers and I'm like, why are they calling balls out that are so obviously in like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and so I think I was probably like level and, and ability wise about the same, but golf, I felt like there was more of a future. And I think I enjoyed that peaceful time by myself on the golf course a lot. Yeah. And then how did you land on going to college in the U.S.? Uh, so my mom went uh, okay. to college in the States. Yeah. So okay. and then she basically, uh, you know, she basically told us, if you guys want to study and play go- and play your sport at the same time, you're probably going to have to do it in the States because in Germany, you can't do that. And so mm-hmm. my brothers decided early on, they even came to high school in the States so that they had a better chance to get into college. And so I already knew and I was like 14, 15, I definitely wanted to go to college. Um, and then we were all West Coast. That like worked brother, out. Yeah, mom went to Stanford and my brothers went to University of Arizona, both of them. And so I was looking kind of West Coast and the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I saw so you were a communications major. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And I yeah. noticed that you were part of the German TV broadcast team. Yes. And yeah. the Sol- at the Solheim Cup in 2015. Yeah. Is yeah. that something you really enjoyed and like would consider doing more? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I tell people about it. It was like, very, it was very cool because it was kind of that whole week was so exciting for me. Like I, I woke up every morning and like, I couldn't wait to get on the TV compound and like get things going. It was like 5 a.m. I'm like, for any, I don't know if I'd like wake up that early and be that happy about anything else. And right. I just had the best week and I really enjoyed it. But it's because I pretty much know I want to go into broadcast when I'm done playing. So it's definitely something that I, that I really enjoy and had 
Yeah, I had an awesome time. That's awesome. Maybe uh, we can get more of that for you. I feel like, well, and it, it's so cool that golf, like, is both gender sports. So, you know, yeah. be, like you were the German team for the Ryder Cup. Like, that'd be, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I, think, I think you could make it happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. I know right now I'm kind of, it was funny because I was probably last year closer to even taking that next step and saying, oh, I might go into broadcast. And then, wow. you know, lo and behold. Life changes later, quick. Life, yeah, life changes really quick. So I had to put a lot of the plans on hold for now. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Solheim Cup, so you caddied for Ann Van Damme at Inverness Club for the drive-on, mm-hmm. which happens to be the host of the 21 Solheim Cup. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the course and like is competing on the team one of your goals? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's honestly probably my number one goal, goal for next year. I know that, you know, Olympics are there too. And I obviously have always wanted to be part of the Olympics. So those two are kind of my biggest goals for next year, but Solheim cup especially has kind of, since I played the junior Solheim cup in 09, it's just kind of been my dream. And um, obviously then, you know, walking around there with all the crowds and, and, you know, women's golf, I think those have to be close to the biggest crowds that you'll get in women's golf. And, um, it's pretty. And then I watched Anne at last year's uh, Solheim Cup and I was like right. glued to the TV because um, some of my best friends like Kara Masson and her and Carlota and like all these, all these girls are playing, and, you know, and just deep down, you're kind of like bummed because you're like, wow, man, I really want to get on this team. So right. obviously I made a big step towards that, um, a few, you know, two months ago. But I, I know there's a lot of work to be done, but it's I, I want to play more than anything and I think that course I love the course um I think it was cool to caddy on it because it was a very um strategy driven golf course so with Anne hitting as far as she hits it it was still like we still had to come up with a really good game plan to get around that golf course because she's at some point she hits it too far right for some of the tee shots so it's um and so it's very interesting to see how it sets up for a four ball and um, how differently you can play certain holes. And I think it's going to be an amazing venue, uh, next year. I'm so curious. So we're, I'm a member there and oh, are you, yeah, oh, my God. So I'm course. so excited to come back for, yeah. Cup. um, and it was interesting cause you guys played, you know, you played number two as a par five and that's typically a par mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure that would be a hole that Anne would probably yes. drive right into those bunkers in the fairway. Yeah. So like the left ones. So sh- depending on the weather because it was raining so hard she didn't mm. she didn't reach the one that's just straight ahead yeah so she could kind of bomb driver on the weekend but on friday she got pretty close to the far middle right bunker and so it's it's very interesting because it does get very narrow um for her uh i think you know a lot of girls can just bomb away because they don't get to the left bunkers um but for her but when she does stripe it down the middle she's left with you know, seven iron easy in shot, right? Yeah. Super yeah. easy shot. So, um, I think that's a very, that was a really cool hole because, um, even though it was technically very easy, the shot into the green's not easy because the green is so undulated. And so like that first hop, you need to hit the right spot in the green to get a good first kick. Otherwise you're usually everything funnels kind of to that left side or to the back left. And, um, so it's a really cool hole. I think it was great that they played as a par five. Yeah. And how do you feel that it would suit your game if like a captain was listening? (laughs) 
Uh, if a captain was listening, uh, I think it would suit my game a lot because I'm a, it, it has a tendency to leave longer irons into the greens. And I think that's one of my strengths, uh, okay. anything between like a seven iron and, uh, my, my three hybrids. So anything between there, uh, I feel very comfortable with, and, um, I tend to hit it pretty high. So I get a enough spin on the ball to stop a lot of, uh, mm. my balls e more easily. And I would consider myself a very good putter. So um, obviously that's, uh, that's always good around those yeah. greens. Yes. And, those greens. and it definitely helped you for your AIG Women's Open victory. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's been more than two months since that win. Yeah. Um, has like the feeling changed at all? And have you watched your final round? I was so curious. Uh, I did watch my final round um, about three weeks later. I went to see my brother, my visit, my nieces in Tucson and um, that we watched it. So my brother was like, yeah, of course I recorded everything. And, uh, I was like, you know what? I think I want to rewatch it now. Cause I haven't really seen anything. I only saw highlights. So I rewatched that round and, um, it was, it was pretty crazy. It was obviously a great feeling being able to watch it and knowing what the outcome is going to be, because when you're playing mm -hmm. the emotions that you carry inside, you can't even explain those. Cause you're just so nervous and and kind of on edge, but still trying to do your job. So it's like, you're trying to basically suppress your nerves for 18 holes. So it's Ugh. like probably the most exhausting four hours of your life. Cause you're just trying to, trying to get, you know, you're on the first hole and you're like, oh my God, what would I give to just be on 18 right now? Like I see other girls like walking out 17 and 18. I'm like, oh, I just want to be you. Like, even though you embrace the moment and you're excited about it, it's very natural that the nerves that you have almost give you the feeling like, oh, it's, I, I'd, I'd rather be done already, you know? Um, yeah. So I think then rewatching it and knowing exactly what I felt during every stage and every hole was very cool and very fun um, for me to see. And, you know, when I, whenever I need a little bit of a confidence boost, then I just watch that and, uh, <laughs> and try to imitate what I did there. Yeah. But, and now you've done it. So now you can, yes. you know, yeah. I'm sure that I would think that would maybe help you the next time you're in such a position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just in general, it helps me just play tournaments now. Cause I, I have, I think I have a totally different mindset going into tournaments. Like even the last few, you know, that I played, I've, I've been playing pretty, pretty decent golf, not my best, but I think previously with, uh, with the game that I might've had, for example, uh, last week or the week before that in Georgia, um, you know, I would have been, my mindset would have prevented me from even maybe making the cut just because okay. I think I had less like inner peace. Whereas now I play and I'm like, you know, it's not my best game, but you know, let's, let's keep it together. Let's see what we can do. And then I'll end up playing a decent round with not my best stuff. And I think a lot of that is just my mental, uh, game right now and, and how comfortable I feel. That's great. And, you know, I know I was talking to Mel Reed last week and she was saying, you know, you have the confidence that like you are a good golfer. You mm -hmm. yeah, are a exactly. professional athlete. Exactly. And, but it's the competition is just so strong on your yeah. on the tours that yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's just like now when I, even when I look back or some of the tournaments that I go, you know, you're always, always looking at cut lines and stuff too, obviously. And it's, you know, how many times have I seen myself like on the other side of that cut line and, mm. and, and it's, and it's such a small, you know, it's like the difference obviously of one shot between 
making it and not making it. And then, but every girl out there is so good that whenever yeah. you think a cut line is at a certain number, it's always lower than that because mm-hmm. it's just the way. And then you, you, you're done with your round and you're like, wow, I can't believe the cut was at one under or even or two under or whatever. Uh, the course is playing so tough and, and, but it's just a lot of good golfers out there. Yeah. Well, I read your letter on lpj.com about, it was like to your sisters. And I just, I thought it was so raw and honest. Um, mm. But there was one part that I loved that you, uh, Jessica Corda remembered your conversation yeah. during the practice round. Um, yeah. and, and for those who didn't read it, you know, you, you said during the practice round that you needed to win the AIG Women's Open for it to make a difference in your schedule. And exactly. of course you went on to win and it has made a difference in your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but are there any other like special parts about that week that you now look back on and you're like, oh my gosh, like this changed just, a lot. Just in general, I think the craziness of that, you know, the thing with Jess was so vivid in my in my memory because I remember us walking down 11 and specifically saying we were just walking off the tee and and we were talking about you know, what, what my schedule looks like, what I'm even going to be playing after this and, you know, my status for the next year. And I said, you know what, like, honestly, this is just a bonus week for me. Like, unless I win, nothing's going to change for me. And then she just texts me like right after I win. And she goes, I can't believe we just had that conversation on Wednesday. Um, And it was just crazy because I think, you know, you're, you're looking, I look back on Wednesday for my practice round and I take a video, you know, I say to Max, my boyfriend I'm like oh just take a video at the poster stamp hole everyone's been doing it like I'll just I'll just do it too and like all (laughs) these little things that we did where we're like we're just enjoying being there it's almost like like kind of like tourists that come to an amazing venue and we're like oh let's just have a great time so we had an awesome you know Nellie and Jess I think they they joined me after about four holes on Wednesday and and we finished a practice round together and we just had a really good time and I'm just kind of like taking it all in. And Max is telling me about his, uh, when he played the British Am there and how the course was, was the same or different or whatever. And I think all, when we look back, he says to, he's like, I can't believe, you know, we're just like trudging over the course on Wednesday, not knowing what's going to be happening Sunday evening. And I think that's just, it's a very surreal feeling. I think Yeah. We never, you know, one practice round, we came in on Tuesday, I think our expectations, you know, we're just, we're in the hotel room all of Tuesday waiting for our test results. And we're like, you know what, one practice round and go, that's just how it's going to be. And, but I think the both of us know that Lynx golf is so plays so differently from day to day that it really doesn't matter. Like once you've seen the course once, you know where you have to hit it. It's just a matter of how you're going to hit it there because of all the wind and all the different conditions. So it was crazy. Oh, well, speaking of Max, is he still your caddy? He is. Yeah. He's going to be caddying until the end of the year. Okay. Uh, and then as now, you know, I'm, we're now my off week and we've been playing a lot and his, his golf game though is, you know, what he's technically trying to pursue and he's been playing really, really well. And so I think he wants to, he's going to start playing again next year. It's just that he didn't have anywhere to play this year because of COVID. Sure. Um, so he's going to, be on my bag until the end of the year and then he's gonna start doing his own thing good and how has that been having like a teammate like on the golf course and off the golf course uh it's been great and it it's honestly been easier for me because I think normally I come off the golf course and all the 
things that went wrong or when, when everything goes right, it's awesome. And we had, you know, I, I talked to him, it's a normal conversation. We could talk about whatever. And I had a good time, but when I don't play well, he's the first person I reach out to because he mm -hmm. understands. And I say, Oh, this was bad. And this was, bad, and this wasn't working. And I think almost now that he's with me the whole time and he sees what's going on, it's, it kind of relaxes everything after the round for me because I don't have to explain to him mm. what's going on. And it helps more because I'm like, you know what, I just want to go on the range. And he's like, yeah, let's just work on those one, two things that weren't, weren't ideal. But I don't have to explain to him why I didn't like why things weren't going the way they they should or whatever. And so I think that it's just been kind of also been nice under our relationship because when the golf round is over and when we leave the golf course, we leave the golf course. Like we don't talk about it anymore. And whereas previously then I would be after the golf round is when I call him and then I kind of relive my round a little yeah. bit instead of just completely uh, being done with it. And so that's kind of been very nice. Yeah, that's such a different experience, you know, for people like people like us who go into an office and then like we come home and we're like, honey, I'm home. Yeah, you know, you're like rehashing your day. And I'm like, I don't want to rehash this argument I had at the office. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, you kind of just want to be done. You want to have dinner and, and watch something or do whatever, just kind of relax and not have to and but I'm but I'm the one who initiates it like and it. Mm. And I, I hate that because it kind of um you know, takes away from my, you know, re relaxation the rest of the day, sure. because I'm the one who brings it up again. And I go, Oh, and then this happened and this happened. And he goes, yeah, it is what it is. So that's golf. Like it's one of thousands of rounds you're going to be playing. So like, you know, it's fine. You go, yeah. out, go out tomorrow and you play better. Like right. it's, it's fine. And I think that's been just a lot better now. Good, yeah. good. You kind of mentioned that you, you know, you do have like a lot of friends who play the game and, and on tours with you. How does the, how does the camaraderie kind of just like help you live through this lifestyle, but then also maybe fuel competition? Like, how does it kind of do both? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, even, even if I now talk about, for example, Anne, you know, we always, we're like probably two of the most competitive people in, in the world. Like <laughs> anything we do, it's like, I could do it better kind of thing. Although it's been very, like, we've been pushing each other so much and so many things, you know, she's been training for triathlons. So I've kind of been just, you know, jump, jumping on board with whatever she, whatever she's doing. And I'm kind of training with her, but I know she's been doing it so much longer. So she's, she's obviously faster in, in most of the things. Um, but like when it comes to golf game, we love playing together and we love competing. We love playing, you know, little games on the golf course and stuff. But yeah, you can tell like when one of us is like losing, it drives us insane. And we like, <laughs> we think it's funny though. So we always try to make it, we never want to get to the point where like, we're so mad at the other person or anything, but we want to play better when we're playing pickleball. Like I, I know I hate losing it drives me insane. <laughs> So, and that, but, and I'm like that with most things. So sometimes it's nice because I have friends that are not like that at all. And it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's kind of refreshing, but every now and then I just, I, I, I just love the competition. So, um, you know, it's, it's always to me though, my friends and my friendships are always separate from, you know, what happens on the golf course or the kind of person I am on the golf course. I mean, I'm pretty relaxed and nice person on the golf course, but inside, like I can get pretty intense just because I obviously want to win. So, yeah. Um, 
I like to keep the two separate, but it's, it's fun. Like you have to find people that kind of give you energy, but at the same time, uh, you know, you, you can be you around them. I I think. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? So what is next for you in the next few months? So we have four more events, um, including the U S open and, uh, semifinals, hopefully. (laughs) Um, and so I, you know, I'm heading out to Florida next week and, um, going to be there for, for a couple of weeks playing the Pelican. And so just kind of finishing out the season, I'm trying to have a good, uh, four last events and, um, and, and then kind of looking forward to having a little bit of a break, uh, over off season to get ready for the, for next year. And obviously very excited for the diamond resorts for the term term of champions in, in January. But so it's just kind of like a mix of, uh, just trying to take some time off right now and, but get ready for the last four events to, to finish strong. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So the last question I ask everybody on who comes on is what advice do you have for women who want to try to pick up the game? Um, I think the advice that I have would be just to be patient with it. Um, it's so, it's such a fun game and it's, that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be a very, uh, fun. I know if you're, if when you're competitive, it can be grueling it can be annoying. Um, especially when you're just starting out, but I think it's the greatest sport, um, to do with friends and have a good time and, never to forget that that's what it's all about to just go out there and and have a good time and enjoy the good shots that you hit and, and not look into the bad ones too much because you know, it's, it's golf. It's like, it's even for us, it's a struggle. You know, I think we, we never make 68 perfect shots. We always have a couple that are just mind boggling to us. And, and if we, if we paid too much attention to them, I think uh, we'd break down on the golf course. Uh, (laughs) But it's just, yeah, it's, I think it's the greatest sport to, to do with friends and, you know, it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. So you just kind of can go out and, and have a great time and you don't have to worry about being at a certain level or performing at a certain level because that's, that's not what it's about. It's about having a good time and, um, and trying to get better though. And, 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 you know, finding that competitive spirit maybe. Yeah. Love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. I will be at the women's open. So I will, I will keep an, keep an eye out for you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to take a picture of us. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, cause I'm actually taking over the LPGA Instagram today. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully people follow along and what's your, what's your Instagram in case people want to follow you? My Instagram is Sophia C Popov. Okay. Perfect. So I'll, all one. Um, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from for the ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at for the ladies. That's F O R E. 